Mai, and welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear a press conference audio from Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. They spoke to the collected media on Tuesday, September 5th, just a couple days after the season opening victory over the Indiana Hoosiers by a score of 23-3. Both coaches talked about their respective thoughts on their individual sides of the ball. Ryan Day going a little bit further in-depth into the decisions surrounding the quarterback position to primarily play Kyle McCord and not necessarily to get Devin Brown in for as many snaps as he anticipated. He also talks about not getting Marvin Harrison Jr. the ball nearly as much as their game plan would otherwise dictate. Both coaches discuss how the new clock rules impacted the number of snaps that they were able to get on either side of the ball, which led to fewer opportunities to get backups into the game. Both coaches were extremely happy with the performance of the defense that they would not mind winning that way every game this year. Now, before we get into the audio, if you are finding this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com or somewhere else, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique, varied perspectives that you will only hear from the Land Grant Podcast Network. Also, please leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast platform of choice. There are still some negative reviews from a much different era from the Land Grant Podcast Network with completely different hosts that are pulling down our overall ratings today, and I do not believe that they reflect the work and the content that we are putting out every single day here in 2023. So any positive reviews and ratings that you could throw our way would be much appreciated. All right, with all of that out of the way, after a quick break, we will start with Ohio State's head coach, Ryan Day. Offensive line and talking with Coach Bry and Coach Philbin, I'm sure. Like, what, what did you like? What didn't you like? And were there some miscommunication issues there? Yeah, I mean, not going to get into like crazy details on it all, but um, yeah, they. I felt like they needed to play better in the run game. Um, I think we we're only 50% efficient overall on first and second down running the ball, so that's not good enough. Um, you know, they they certainly did give us some things that maybe we weren't expecting, but even when they did. Um, you know, I, I didn't think we handled it as well as we could have. So um, getting back to work on that this week. They obviously had some good players on defense. How much do you attribute it to their D coordinator being here last year, kind of knowing you guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, we, we, there, was, there was times where, um, you know, that didn't play into account at all. And we got to execute better. It's just the bottom line. And I think what happens sometimes is when you get into preseason camp, and you run plays and it goes on to the next period or the next drill, you don't quite feel the consequences of not executing at a high level. And, and that's what happened on Saturday, um, especially in the situational things. But we got off schedule in the run game and, and we can't do that. Uh, fourth row middle, Tony Gerdman, Buckeye Hubble. Ryan, you guys had uh, 10 possessions on Saturday, never less than 11 last year. I think you averaged around 13 last year, just your level of concern there. I mean, I don't know if it's a concern, but it is different. And I also felt like we were on the sideline a little bit more. It just seemed like um, the game moved slower for whatever reason. But uh, it is what it is. We all have to deal with it. But um, like I said to the team, you know, it means we have to be more and more efficient. And you know, you might get more, you know, less possessions in that first half. And so they got to count. And then when we get into halftime, we can't panic. You know, we have to know that, okay, maybe we had a, one less possession, especially if we defer. Um, and, and then we got to play really well in the second half. So if you're executing well and, and, and converting on third down and doing a good job in the red zone, it's not an issue. If you're not, then um, then it is. But, but I think that to your point, you have to be more and more on top of your execution because – I feel like even five years ago, you know, we were getting, like you said, 12 and 13 possessions. You know, you missed one here or there. Okay, we're going to get the ball back and have another opportunity. Um, you know, not the case right now. Yeah, you yeah, 15 against Indiana last year. How do you just keep from chasing possessions? Yeah. 
it's it's just a different feel. So we had 15 last year and 10 this year. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of football. Um, but you know it is what it is, and so you know we have to do a good job of of you know executing early because that's going to uh, determine the outcome of the game probably more than in the past because of the new rule. So um, you know it doesn't matter when you're executing. So that's what we're going to focus on. Right next door. Pat Murphy, 24-7 Sports. Ryan, you mentioned that I think it was media day that you wanted to make sure that you, or you couldn't look down at your stat sheet and see that Marv wasn't getting the, the, the targets and whatnot. And I, I know I think you had eight targets. I assume you included Mecca with that. How do you, other than just passes on target, not dropping balls, right. get them more involved in the offense going forward? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think it was eight targets. And there was a couple other things that we had designed where maybe they took him away, which is going to happen. And then that's where guys like Cade and um, you know Julian are going to have to step up because that is going to happen this season. Um, but we're going to continually find ways to be creative and uh, try to get him the ball. You know, I thought we did do that. We targeted him some. Uh, if we connect on a few of those and um, you know the touchdown and a few of those, you probably feel a little bit different coming out of the game. But um, but again, with, with with the number of plays, uh, I think we threw it maybe 36 times in the game. Um, he wasn't in the last drive. You know, we're just gonna have to really be on point. And I think that's probably the overall you know sentiment right now is that you know you just got to make sure everything's really efficient, everything's really thought out. Um, but teams are gonna take him away too. So when that happens, so that's part of where other guys got to step up. Um, and when we've been at our best, when we had you know. We've had weapons all over the place. Other guys have stepped up so that they can't just take one guy away. Right next door, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now. Coach, I, um, I assume when you sat down with Kyle, there's some feedback that you give him, and, and I assume you ask him for some self-assessment. Um, how did he seem to feel about the way he performed? Um, yeah, you just kind of ask, how, how do you feel? How did, it, how did it go out there? And I think we both felt the same way. There was some, some good moments, some good throws, um, some other things that you wish you had back. Um, when you look at first-time starters uh, here in the past, I mean that was probably similar. Um, would have liked to seen you know him get more snaps. Like to see Devin get more snaps in the game. That didn't didn't happen just because the number uh, of plays it just you know didn't quite get over 70. You know, you'd like to get into that area, but um, but I think that there was a lot of things to learn from, but also some some good plays as well. Um, so you know it was good enough to win in this game, which is the most important thing. Um, but, and that's not just Kyle, it's, it's, you know, the offense across the board. It won't be good enough moving forward to reach our goals. On the defensive side, I mean, Sonny Styles played a lot and it felt like he was in lots of different places on the field. Um, how do you see his role evolving? Is he more of a defensive back? Is he more of a linebacker? Do you want him to be sort of a, a combo in that regard? Yeah, you like to have him on the field a lot because he can do so many things. If you get to the point where he can't do one of the job responsibilities well enough, then that's when you have to sub in, you know, either um, you know a nickel or a bigger guy. Uh, but when he can do, you know, both of those things well, can cover, can blitz, can uh, fit the run then that gives you so much more flexibility and gives Jim the opportunity to now not have to you know, do as much subbing. Uh, we do have really capable guys there. Cam Martinez and Cody Simon are you know right ready to go, and so we'll use those guys. They're weapons for sure. Um, but Sonny gives you that versatility. Right in front of him, Andy Anders, 11 Warriors. Yeah, it seemed like you, know, you guys threw out a lot of different formations, a lot of different tactics on the offensive side, whether it was the two-back stuff, whether it was five receivers with Xavier. Uh, at this point in the year, is it – I guess as the year progresses, I'm asking, is it going to be more of rolling through a lot of those things or are you throwing a lot of different things out there to try and find an identity for the team? Yeah, I think that, I mean, you know, I think we have an idea of what our identity will be on offense, but at the same time, um, every year is different. You know, we have multiple backs. We have multiple receivers. Um, we know where we need to be as the season goes on. We have different quarterbacks this season. So, you know, we want to look at different things and see where it goes. Um, I think we learned some things on Saturday. Um, and, you know, so we'll start to go down different paths. But, um, you know, having different groupings out there does bring uh, a lot of benefit on offense. And so we'll keep looking at those things and, um, you know, make sure that we're doing it. But ultimately, it comes down to execution. And if we're doing too many things, we can't execute them well enough, then, um, you know, then we got to cut back. 
right in front of him. Steven Means, Cleveland.com. Right, I think there were two situations where it was a third and two and you ran it and then you didn't get it and then you throw it on the next play. The first time you get it and the second time is the interception. Um, obviously, you're not going to give me the entire game plan here, but when you're in those situations, those third and short situations, or even fourth and short situations, what goes into whether you're going to run it or you're going to pass it? Well, I think both of those, again, not giving away too many things, but both of them were, th were third and two or a really long one. And I felt like, you know, if you can get to fourth and one, then you can run it again. But when you call it on third and two, when you get zero both times, and now it's fourth and two, which I believe it was, it was at least a long one, you don't have a lot of confidence that you're going to get two yards. And that's really what it came down to. So, I guess, why not just run the fourth down play on the third down, I guess? As, you know, what? Well, you know, we have to establish the run here, you know. And, you know, we have got to get downhill. We've got to move people, and we've got to be physical. You know, it can't re we can't be relying on the pass all the time. You know, that's just not the way we're going to be here. So, um, at some point, you've got to get up there, draw a line in the sand, and say, you know, we're going to move people. No, didn't happen. So, that's why we've got to do a better job this week. Second row right, Bill Landis, Rivals, the podcast. Ryan, is your quarterback plan the same this week? Start Kyle and try to get Devin in if you can. Yeah, uh, yes, um, but but try to get Devin in more. Uh, and as the week goes on, we'll continue to evaluate it based on how they practice. But yeah, I mean, I would have liked again to get Devin in the game, but um, like I mentioned uh, after the game, I want to do what was best to win the game at the time. That was the first goal. I felt like that was the right thing to do. Um, a little bit was gut, quite honestly. I can't sit here and tell you the analytics and the way, right way to do that, but. Um, but but this week, we'd love to get Devin in some more. So, so I guess I'm just trying to clarify maybe then the, the, the situation, because I think the impression going into Saturday might have been this competition is carrying into the season. We're going to let them both play, and sort of how they perform on the field in games is going to decide ultimately who is the starter long term. Is that not the case? Is it to Kyle is the starter, and you're going to try to play Devin when you can? Yeah, I'm trying not to get, um, again, you know, draw too many hard lines when it comes to this right now. Honestly, you know, I, I talked to the guys about saying that, you know, our goal is to be a really good quarterback room and win games. And then as these, you know, first few games start to develop, we get a better feel for what that looks like. Learned some things about Kyle on Saturday. Saw some things that were really good. Saw some things that he's got to improve on. Um, you know, again, disappointed that we couldn't get more on the field with Devin. But, um, but hopefully this week we can and continue to evaluate it. Um, but Kyle will start again this week, and then we'll keep going from there. Uh, right behind him, Dylan Davis. Is that just to kind of piggyback on what Bill was asking, I guess, how do you wait wanting to get Devin in the game, but if Kyle is your the guy you're going to put on the field first, every snap he takes is important in his development. So sure. I guess how do you wait getting Devin time? But yeah, that's, that, that's what we're working through now. Yeah, it's, um, If it was an easy answer, I'd give it to you. And um, I think that's what's unique about this season. And... Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to see if we could get into a rhythm, you know, in the throwing game a little bit with Kyle and some of the receivers. We do that in practice. Um, and, um, you know, I, I thought at times we did, other times we didn't. But, um, you know, we got to find that right formula because it's a long season. Right behind him, Andy Backstrom, Letterman Rowan. Right, and you talked about not wanting to be reckless in week one, getting out of there with a win. When do you flip that switch from being conservative, like you said, to being more aggressive? Does that happen in week two, week three, or does that happen later in the season? Yeah, I think that's a good question. It's it's probably the art of coaching is figuring that out and figuring how much um, and how aggressive we can be. I think that's trust over time um, has a big part to do with the quarterback and has a lot to do with the offensive line. I think that, you know, the more trust that, you know, we all have in them, the more we can let it rip. Um, but you know, my job is to make sure we win games here. And when the defense is playing well and we have some, you know, inexperienced guys in there, you know, you got to make sure you do what's right and make sure you get on that plane with a win. It's not always pretty, not always fun, uh, frustrating at times, but um, but at least we get to check that box. Now we got to identify the areas we got to improve on. Right behind him, Cameron T. Robinson, the athletic. Ryan Chip has done a little bit of everything between his time here and at Arizona State. And then Saturday you put him out there as a lead blocker at times. What did you see this offseason that like stood out that you thought Chip could be a guy who I know you want to use these running backs in different ways, but could be a lead blocker as well? Well, you look at his versatility. He can do everything. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He had a really nice catch on that third down. And I thought Kyle did a nice job of extending that play. Uh, he's, he's big and strong. He can block. You saw him as an insert fullback. Um, you know, I say fullback. You know, he's not a fullback. He's just a big running back. 
and and there's a lot of things that you can do with that um, in protection, uh, and then you saw him, you know, just running the ball from from the backfield. When you can do a lot of those things, then you can really create stress on a defense. And you saw us do that with Xavier last year. Uh, last year, um, you saw us do that in the third down uh, at the end of the first, uh, you know, second half. We'll continue to build on those packages and. Um, the more versatility you have, just like Sonny Styles, those guys, those hybrid kind of guys, they give you a lot of things. And um, and so excited to see where that goes. Uh, I think the one thing we just always have to be careful of is, you know, when those guys can do a lot, you can you can do a lot too. We have to make sure we're doing what we do really well and uh, playing fast. You used G. Scott a lot in that two tight end, the two tight end sets. How much has he grown as a blocker? Um, really just throughout his career, especially from last year. Now. Yeah, when you when you move to tight end, it's it's a process. That's probably the most developmental position there is in in football, in my opinion. You know, you have to be able to run routes like a receiver, block like an offensive lineman, and protect like a running back. Um, and and he invested when he made that move. He knew it was going to be a two year investment, and that wasn't easy for him. Uh, but he's put the work in. He's out there every day. He works really hard in practice, and, and he deserves to be on the field. Um, you know, I think he played maybe 25 snaps or so, something like that. And so that was the first time he's played that many snaps. And um, you know, that's 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 a new feeling for him that you know he's evaluating and figuring out the things that he needs to improve on. But um, it was it was a start for him. Uh, far right, Adam King, WBNS 10 TV. Coach, you kind of going off what Andy said, the, the aggressiveness, not just in the play calling. Uh, obviously, with the young quarterback, you don't just want to be throwing into one-on-one -on -one coverage and hoping that it, it lands with Marv. But when do you hope for a quarterback to start taking those shots and trusting his receivers? Well, I mean, we, you know, we, we, we threw some that we missed, you know, and I think if you, if you connect on those, you're probably more likely to call more and you get in a rhythm. Um, when you don't, you know, you kind of look up and – it's an incomplete pass, and the, and the clock's not running, and you, know, you need that thing to run uh, to make sure you're leaving with a win. Um, so I think it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. And I think if we can be on schedule, running the football and getting four yards, and being in second and six as opposed to second and ten or second and nine, that makes a big difference as well. So I think it all goes together with the execution, and I think the more our guys work and the more we play, um, certainly the more aggressive we'll be. You talk about the clock running, just. What were your thoughts kind of during the game when you would look up and see how fast the game was moving? Yeah, um, I had an idea. We talked about it before the game as a team, but um, yeah, it, you feel it. You do. Um, and so you just got to handle it and have a plan for it. Are you fortunate to have two uh, FCS teams here now and maybe get some of the kinks out or start to? Stick your chest out, get in a rhythm of some sort. I think we only have one, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, you know it's it's really it, it's rarely about our opponent. Um, certainly, sometimes it is, but you know we've we've got a lot of guys that need to get reps and we need to play. So. Um, you know, looking forward to this week, looking forward to getting more film out there so we can just roll. But, um, yeah, I know our, our guys are excited to have the first home game and certainly being an Ohio University and certainly with Coach Trestle and his his history there, being the president, you know, it's um, it's going to be a good good afternoon and, and we've got a lot of respect for the, for the university. Um, but, you know, for us, it's about us. It's about us trying to get better and get more film out there and figure out, you know, uh, where are we improving because – a lot of people say you improve um, immensely from week one to week two, and I think that's that's important. And you know, it's certainly going to be important on Saturday, but it's important during the week. You know, today's a, a Tuesday practice for us. We got to have a great practice. We got to really address the issues because when you have that first game, there's certain things that you make assumptions on that you're right on. There's other other assumptions that you make that maybe you were wrong on, and then you got to go from there. And I think that's probably why people make that comment about week one and week two. How important is it? This is this defense can carry or play lights out each week to uh, take the pressure off the offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really look at it like that. Uh, I think that you know everyone's got to hold up their end of the bargain here, and when we're playing complimentary football, then you know we can be the best team in America. But um, but it was great to see the defense get out there and play the way they did. Certainly have bigger challenges coming, but it was a great start. And uh, anytime 
you know, you can hold a team to three points when they're running an offense that you hadn't prepared for. Uh, great job, great start, and um, I think you can you can see what I saw during the the off season when I came in and said, you know, I'm seeing these guys fly around. You're seeing length, you're seeing speed, um, and and just playing more decisive, and, and that that happened on Saturday. So it was just a start, but we'll go from there. Right in front of him, Tom Barry, WBNS 10 TV. Coach, how tough is it? Uh, there's only one way to get game reps, and that's playing in the game. And you know, as you have said, this is kind of uncharted waters with these two quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, how do you get the confidence? You know, obviously they got to get the confidence, and, and they got to get it. Are you seeing that with Kyle right now? You want to see it with Devin? And how long till traditionally do you think the game starts to slow down for him? And, and where where is their confidence level right now? Well, I I think uh, it 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 takes a little bit of time um, when you're when you're seeing things that um, you know are in real time, and you're actually getting hit in the pocket and. Um, you know, you just everything becomes real, and you know it. It, it takes I don't know how many reps. It, it's different for each guy. You know, some guys can step right in, and it just kind of goes quickly. Other guys, it takes more time. I think each guy is unique. I think both guys, you know, are feel like they can run the offense. I think both guys want to play, and um, so I think that that you know the confidence of that is great. They just really haven't done a lot of it, so I think that's just the missing piece. Front or right, Austin Ward, rivals the podcast. Brian, you said something really interesting about the leap maybe from week one to week two, which is could be wrong assumptions. Are there any of those you feel like you saw on Saturday, wrong assumptions that you had? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like that every year. You know, you, you go into the first game and you have certain things that, you know, you think that um, are going to happen that don't happen or you think uh, that aren't going to happen that do happen, and, and then you have to adjust from there. I mean, that um, – you know, it's very, very, you know, uh, common for the first game. But, but yeah, there's definitely things out there that, you know, we learned on Saturday. What's the line between figuring out what they are from a small sample size, seeing – because, you know, you said mixed bag a bunch on Saturday and I asked you about that after the game. But like, there was probably potential in every single unit. How do you determine what's real and what isn't from that amount of reps? Yeah, you just you, – you go on your experience and what you see on the film and uh, you can't go off anything else. And what you see on film is, is what you are. You know, a famous coach said that all the time. I mean, your opinion of, of who you are is one thing, but what you see on film is actually what you are. And each coach has to identify that each coordinator, the head coach. I mean, ultimately it all comes back on me. So um, we have to go with what we see on film and, you know, make the corrections and then project it from there. Far left, Whitney Harding, WCMH. Ryan, when you schedule some of these um, games between, let's face the Big Ten or the bigger games, some of these smaller schools present something that is maybe something you want to face or work on. Might be too early in the week to ask, but is, is there something Youngstown State does that you guys would be good to prepare and get ready for specifically? I mean, I, I think we're going to focus on playing really, really hard uh, and executing really well and being clean. Um, they they have very good coaches and, and they do a really nice job. I mean they they you know you put on the film from last year against Kentucky. They played them really well. It was thirty one nothing and and um, I forget what the score was uh, at halftime and, and what the second half looked like. But they you know they ran around and played hard and um, you know got to Levis a few times and, and so I mean they're going to come in here and play really really hard. And this is these are Ohio guys. A lot of them that have a lot of pride. So um, you know we're going to focus on you know matching that intensity, bringing it playing really hard and executing at a high level. And certainly some schematic things that we're going to focus on, but uh, but that'll be the, the biggest focus this week. This may be a little bit out of left field. And when you're on the field, you may not notice this. It'll be the first game without Bob Kennedy um, in the PA role. Um, I don't know if you ever met Bob or all that, but your thoughts maybe on that legacy and what it's going to be like to have a different voice. Yeah, um, a lot of respect for, the, you know, like you said, the legacy that he left behind and, um, you know, for for so many now, I guess you know, year seven for me, and and for for so many others, decades of of hearing that voice on game day, uh, it is going to be very different. You know, it kind of comes with all the other traditions at Ohio State. So um, he will be sorely missed, and um, you know, certainly did leave a lot behind and gave a lot to Ohio State. Second row left, Steve Hellwager, twenty four seven Sports. Yeah, Coach, I want to ask you about a couple guys. Maybe we didn't get to see uh, Jihad Carter. There was a lot of talk. Maybe he would start there at safety, and I don't think he played. Uh, is everything okay with him? Or yeah. Do you expect him in the next game or two to see some action? Or I do, I do. Yeah, you know, he he 
you know, needs to have a good week of practice, but but we, we hope to see him play this week. Xavier Johnson was a pretty big part of the offense last year. Is this an indication more that Fleming and Tate are, you know, where they are in the position with that that group, and that, or, or Xavier still trying to get all the way back? Well, I think it's a good point because, you know, when you look at a couple of the groupings that we had with the three tight ends that we had in 22, where we had Chip in there. Um, and then you get into some of the other groupings in 11 and 12. Um, there's only so much you can do. And, you know, X is going to play this year. He's going to be a big part of our offense. He didn't uh, get as much as you would have liked. I think that's probably my, if you say one of my biggest concerns about, you know, the number of possessions coming down, the number of plays across the country coming down is, you know, we have, we have a lot of guys who deserve to play. And so, um, you know, the number of touches, the number of plays for some of these guys, uh, that, that does concern me. But Xavier deserves to play, and he will, and he'll, he'll get his opportunities. Ryan, what did Josh Proctor do to earn the opportunity to start, and how do you feel like he performed out there? You know, he's, he's been consistent, and, um, you know, that's something that's always been a focus for Josh is his consistency. Um, no one ever really questioned his effort. Um, and so... He needs to be a major contributor for us. He needs to be consistent, and that's, you know, somebody who's been in the program as long as he has. That's what he needs to bring. And so his, he's played a lot of played a lot of football games. You think back on even when he was young. So, um, you know, we need that. And then, and then Malik and, and Jihad will also, you know, be back there in that position. Jihad can kind of move to the bandit where, where Lathan is. Um, but we need him to be consistent, and we need him to be a veteran guy. And uh, and he showed up. Yeah, he graded out a champion and played well. Josh continuing to be the starter there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, something comes up here, but, um, but I mean, I think you'll see those other guys play, you know, um, but, but Josh right now, um, you know, has earned the right on the field to, to be the starter. Uh, deep right, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Rowe. Brian, it seemed like there, there was some, maybe not chemistry issues, but just a little bit off with some of the wide receivers. Kyle with Kate seem to be really clicking on Saturday. Have you seen that? And, and how does, much does that help your offense where he can get the ball to Kate and maybe it opens up other things where you might have thought the opposite at the beginning of the season where the receivers would open up for Kate? Yeah, I don't know if that's the case just in general what you said, but it seemed like that maybe was on Saturday um, for whatever reason. You know, I think maybe that's because, you know, Cade's finding himself in some one-on-one situations, you know, um, a couple of the ones he was down the field on a, on a linebacker, and that's a good matchup for us. I thought um, he did a nice job um, in one third down, or I think it was in the, the two minute. He really wiggled free and created some separation. That's been an emphasis for Cade. Um, but I don't think that's something that you know we've seen consistently over preseason camp where there's more chemistry there than anybody else. I just think that that presented itself in the game. He seems to be running really crisp routes. Have you seen that develop? It seemed like last year he was really focusing on that. And this year, like Saturday especially, he looked very crisp. Yeah, it's, it's been a huge emphasis for Cade. You know, he wants to be versatile and we know that he's going to be in one-on-one situations a lot on third down it's been a major emphasis about like you said getting down the field with more urgency big strides crisp with his routes and he's a big target that that's friendly for a quarterback so if he can create enough separation uh and play big then you know that's going to help us on third down especially but uh but that has been an emphasis for him in the offseason second row middle nathan baird cleveland.com did anyone on the offensive line grade a champion on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe it was Josh Fryer. Just one out of the, the five graded champion. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew that there was going to be an adjustment period for Josh Simmons coming to this level. You kind of evaluate what you saw from him specifically and what needs to be better going forward. Yeah, again, the, the word is consistency. You know, he did some good things. You can see it. You can see the athleticism, but um, but just not consistent enough for what we need. It, it seemed like there were times when you, I mean, you want to run a lot of 12 anyway. But the way you guys are using that at times, maybe to help fortify that a little bit, is there how much of that can you do while also being true to what you want to be as an offense? Is there a point where you have to stop doing that? I, mean, I don't know if we'll ever stop. We've always had 12 as part of our package. but um, And you, know, you, you saw a little bit of 13 and, and 22 in there, you know, really trying to establish running downhill. Um, you know, didn't quite get exactly what we wanted there. But so, so there were some good things in there. You know, we hit the, the third down two touchdown runs, I believe it was. And, um, and we know, you know, in the red zone and short yardage, we're going to need that, need those runs. So 
Um, and then we also, you know, spread it open in, in, a, in, a, in a bigger set. We tried to get Marvin in a one-on-one. We didn't uh, connect on it, but we did get the one-on-one that we wanted. Just didn't execute it well enough in the red zone. Um, but, yeah, I think and you have to evaluate all those things. You know, what is the best personnel groups moving forward? And just because it's something we've done in the past doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the same moving forward. But we're not going to bang our head against the wall either. Right, right in front of him. Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Um, yeah, you mentioned assumptions. Austin asked you about it. Are you willing to specify what maybe those assumptions were that you? Yeah, uh, I'd rather not. Yeah, I'd rather not get into it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now let me ask you about more about the offensive line. Uh, with those three new starters, you probably knew it's going to take some time. You can practice this practice. Were you overall disappointed in what you saw? And or when you watched it, did you think, okay, these are fairly correctable, easily correctable things, or think, okay, we, we got a real issue here? Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything on the film that isn't correctable, like you guys just getting flat out beat or not good enough. So that is the most encouraging thing. I think they are things that can um, get corrected. Um, would have loved to see better execution, but um, the, 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 the things that we've seen there are all correctable. You know, not bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I um, I was encouraged overall. He did not grade out a champion, but for the first road game at center uh, with everything going on, um, I thought he called a decent game. There was a couple things that were a little funky in there, um, you know. But overall, was was okay. Um, and now you get that first, you know, first game under your belt. Hopefully, you know, now moving forward, um, you know, you can really focus on. You know, now what really matters as opposed to, you know, the question marks of your first game. What is that all going to feel and, and look like? And we'll wrap things up with Tim May on three. Letterman Row, Tim May podcast. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> uh, Ryan, as you sit here right today and you, you're thinking about that, you know, we're dissecting this game like you wouldn't believe, but it appeared that Kyle didn't have, like, I'd call a full leash maybe from a read standpoint because you, you could look at a Marvin Harrison Jr. breaking wide open down the, down the seam and, uh, Kyle still threw the ball to the left, you know, where the safety had jumped. Then there was that time when you guys were at the goal line and Marvin's one-on-one with a corner and everybody else is way over here. Y'all still ran the ball or whatever it was on that play. I think you came back with the fade the next play, but it got broken up. But I guess how short of a leash uh, was Kyle on in terms of reading and throwing the ball where the guy's wide open and or changing a play? Um. No, I know what you're asking. You know, I mean, there, we have plays that are full field progressions. We, we have other plays that are kind of one to two. And, um, you know, we have all of those in the, in the arsenal. And there are certain plays where, you know, I think we did a decent job of reading it and, and getting it to where it goes. Other parts where we got to, you know, continue to see it a little bit better. But overall, I thought it was pretty well done. Um, yeah, to sit here and say that, you know, we have everything that we had for CJ uh, last year in, the, in, in, you know, how we're doing things right now. No, that's, that's not it. Um, but we didn't have that for him as he, as he was a starter, you know, two years ago either. Um, so the more we can execute, the better we can, um, you know, see the things and, and uh, make sure our eyes are right and deliver the ball and execute the plays, then the more we can build on it. But um, we want to make sure that we're doing the right things uh, for our guys and that's up front and in the passing game, to execute them. You know, that's our job as coaches is to put in the right environment to be successful. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and, and the other thing, you know, critics are all over the place, of course, about, you know, why, why didn't he name a starter and just go with this guy? Uh, what's the quandary about between him and Devin? You've explained this to us several times. Devin deserves this look, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the way he's played. Uh, are you writing this textbook as you, as you go about – how you come up with a starter in this kind of situation? I mean, does it feel like that? Yeah, I, like I said, I, you know, when you when you watch Devin, I mean, he deserves to play, and you know, he's he's played that way throughout preseason camp. You know, the first game came and, and Kyle started, and um, and he'll continue to play. You know, he's going to start in, in, in the next game, and you know, maybe there's more clarity moving forward. But until we get into these games, it's really hard to do that. I'd love to say, yeah, you know, uh, Kyle's a starter and Devin's not going to play, but that's not the case, and, and that. That's not fair to him either. It's not fair to the team, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have, like I said, I do not have a crystal ball. I don't know what it's going to look like. I wish I did. I know everybody wants to know what it's going to look like. But we'll just keep grinding on this thing and keep trying to find wins because we know it's a long season. And ultimately, we have to find out what is best for our team. 
Um, we felt like you know we had to go get a win on Saturday. I wish it was cleaner across the board. It wasn't, but we got the win. And now we identify the things we got to get better at and see what it looks like this week. Thanks, yep. Thank you very okay. much. Okay, thank you. Next at the podium is defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. And we're going to open the floor for questions. Fourth row middle, Tony Gerpen, Buckeye Huddle. Jim, how much did you guys prepare for the triple option? I think we practiced it. Uh... Five plays or less, <laughs> and that's stretch. That's stretching it. So, how impressed were you then, and how happy were you that they performed so well again? Yeah, I was. I was. Um, I was pleased. We were able to make the adjustments quickly, and the communication was good. And guys were really locked in and and helping each other, you know, and talking it out. And um, you know, they they. Uh, understand the system so when i said something they they got it and uh, yeah i was i was happy with the way it went well far left joe nugent wcmh after the game several players shared that they weren't happy that they allowed three points did you sense that from them what do you make of that um <clears throat> you know it's just uh i think guys are striving for a higher standard and um you know, games go differently all the time, but when you, when you feel you're on top of your game and um, you know you know you can stop them, you should. So I guess that's probably why they felt that uh, you know they they weren't happy with that. Right, friend Joe, uh, Justin Holbrock, WCMH. Ryan said one thing that you do going into a season is you make assumptions, good or bad, and sometimes they play out, sometimes they don't. One of those was talk about the secondary getting their hands on balls, but to see it, especially from Denzel, just what was it like to go through preseason camp and then in the moment instincts kick in and it happened for him? Yeah, you have to you have to see it uh, show up in the game. But if if you're doing things right as a coach, then the the, the pra practice mirrors the game. So um, he had been doing that, and and it, it was it was great to see that you know come to fruition. How hard is it for a secondary? They locked in when they're only throwing the ball so many times, maybe eight attempts by the third quarter. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, um, get into that kind of game, option game, running game, and you can get lulled to sleep. So I was happy with the way they stayed in tune, you know, a couple deep, deep shots that they took. Fourth row middle, Pat Murphy, 24-7 sports. Ryan was talking to us about Josh, and he was – Inconsistent is the word he used to, to kind of earn this starting spot at that position. I'm just curious your your evaluation of how he played and, and also Malik getting in in the second half and, and where he kind of fits in at, at this point. Yeah, I thought Josh played well. I mean, we, you know, have always had high hopes for him, talented, looking for that consistency like Coach talked about, and uh, he showed that, you know, toward, toward the end of our preseason work. Um, he's he's got some plays underneath him, so you know we went with him, and I, and I thought he played well. I thought he showed he showed up, and Malik is um, he's a young, talented player, and I think you saw that in his game in the game. I mean, should have had an interception, but he get, he gets his hands on balls. He's around, you know, third down stops. He's just around the ball. Uh. Uh, third row left, Dan Hope, Levin Warriors. Yeah, just to follow up on that, like what went into the decision for Josh to start and then for Malik to play and for Jihad not to play? Yeah. Um, yeah that's tough decisions. I mean, guys are in, in a battle and and uh, they're all good quality players. Um, you know, you just that's coaching, right? You just evaluate all the plays, all the reps. Um you know, thought thought it was close um, between Josh and Malik, but you know, Josh has some plays underneath him. So for a first game, we thought it would be better to go that way, but still get Malik in the game. It's it's hard to play three guys, you know, in in a, in a tightly contested game. Do you see Josh continuing to start going forward? I mean, looks that way. You know, I think it's. Uh, it, it'll it's continued to be it'll continue to be highly contested, 
you know, so, you know, you have to, you have to earn it every week when you're in one of those situations. You know, you really have to evaluate practice. Front row middle, Dave Biddle, 24-7 Sports. Jim, uh, Coach Dave was going over some of the guys on offense that graded out as a champion. What about defense? How many of your guys graded out as a champion? Oh, I don't know if I have that list with me. That's an issue. We don't, we don't report the list. Oh, that doesn't go? That doesn't go? Somebody told me when I first got here that that was like uh, public, that with the it champions. Was. Uh, it was. It should be. <laughs> I'm just a middle manager. That's all. I'm just a middle manager. It was a lot, Coach. Yeah, yeah it was a dozen. Yeah, as Jeremy said, dozen. Yeah. All right, next door, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Uh, was there anything that you didn't particularly like Saturday? It looked like a pretty complete defensive performance. A couple third downs, you know. I thought, um, you know, we were solid across the board, but there were there were a couple third downs, you know, um, where we gave up the completion or. We just, uh, you know, they when they start doing all the, the triple option stuff and spinning the backs and then they start combining it with like an inside run power play. And, you know, if you get like slightly off a gap, you know, I think maybe one slipped through where we, we should have been and could have stopped them. So I just would have liked to seen us stop a couple more third downs. Far left, Whitney Harding, WCMH. Yeah, the first game is always a good starting point. So now going into the next week, where specifically do you want to see this defense grow and get better? Um, you know, that, that first game was really kind of an anomaly because, of you know, they, they came out with, you know, triple option. So um, I think we still have to uh, perform against conventional offense. You know, rushing the passer, we didn't get much of a chance to do that. Um, you know, uh, compete and contest against regular drop back passes. Um, so we we just need to to grow more against you know a conventional offensive system. Second row middle, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. I know you guys were excited about Davison and just his size, his physicality. Um, that came with a little bit of handsiness in this first game. I guess just in general, when you've got a quarter, cornerback who's going to play that physical, where is the, the line for you? How much are you willing to take because you're getting this other attribute? Yeah, I think you, you, you don't hold him back at all. I mean, we want him to be physical. We want him to be aggressive. We want him to lay hands on people. And, um, you know, now you just coach the technique. You know, there's a, a right way to, to do it. Um, you know, just like coaching offensive linemen, you know, how things go on every play, but there's a right way and where to have your hands and, and how to be at the end of the play. But you want to keep encouraging the physicality. You, I know you guys were excited, uh, optimistic about what the cornerback play was going to be compared to what happened last year. Uh, and this wasn't maybe, the, as you're saying, the best passing oriented team to test that, but what were you most encouraged about from this, the cornerback group in general? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, staying on top of deep balls, um, the reaction on the cross-country type routes, you know, where they bring one guy from the other side. Um, you know, Denzel and Jordan getting, you know, getting their hands on, on balls, you know, really um, was a great thing to see. And, and like, like you said, Davison with his physicality, I mean, he really – he really um, – he really brought it, you know, even in the run game. Right next door, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. You talked in the preseason about wanting to maybe rotate a little bit more with those linebacker spots, getting Cody, especially Cody, getting him more involved, maybe CJ to a lesser extent, but Cody especially, he didn't necessarily play that much. Did the game just not provide an opportunity? Yeah, yeah. Could, wish I could have done that. I mean, what happens is you get you get a uh, limited number of plays, and then you get uh, triple option which is a, a complicated offense, particularly if you haven't practiced against it. So uh, with linebackers, uh, you really want them to get the feel of it and, and, and they got to see it and how it's all playing out and where it's all fitting. So it just went that way. Sonny, I think 
the first third down, when it ends up being third and seven, you take him off the field and you put Cameron Martinez. Um, this is a guy that maybe we thought could do a lot of different things. Are you still kind of slow playing how much you want to throw at him? Yes. This early on in the season? Yes, yes. We want, uh, you know, Sonny's a great talent. We just um, want to continue to grow, grow him, not put too much on him. Sorry about that. Fourth or right, Andy Backstrom, Letterman Row. Um, Coach Dave was talking about how the new clock rule, it's harder to get guys in with just fewer possessions. You were kind of hitting on that earlier, but is that something you saw in this first game? Kind of took you by surprise with just how quickly that game went? Yeah, I mean, it did. It wasn't so much a surprise. I thought it would be that way. Um, but it got a, it, it was magnified by the kind of offense that we went against, you know, so it made it even more difficult to play as many guys as I would have liked. Right behind him, Cameron Teague Robinson, the athletic. Jim, that type of offense can put a lot of stress on the defensive line. What did you learn about those interior guys? I know you thought you guys, I mean, you like Jaden and some of those guys. What did you learn about how deep that is? You know, I, they, they made plays. I mean, I know uh, you guys understand the game, pay attention, but they made, they made plays. I mean, they made plays in the run game, you know, for those – zero, one, two, three-yard gains. You know, when you have uh, particularly the defensive tackles, when you go back and look at it and you say, hey, these guys are making tackles, not just using a block, they're making tackles for three yards or less in the run game. I think that's really something positive to build on. Uh, front, uh, second row middle, se- I'm sorry, second row right, Bill Landis, Rivals, the podcast. Jim, you were <clears throat> talking about Josh Proctor, I think, last week, or perhaps the week before, you said he, like, how he triggers downhill, how he can get involved in the run game. This actually turned out to be a pretty good game for that, I guess. Um, how curious are you still to see how he might fare against more traditional drop-back passing offenses? Yeah, Josh, is, that's his uh, strong point is being aggressive, um, you know, playing downhill as a safety. So, um, yeah, I, want, I definitely want to see how he uh, reacts to balls thrown down the field. You know, that's something you got to see out of safeties. Fourth row middle, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now. Jim, I I, um, I was kind of laughing to myself as you somewhat, I think, sarcastically said last week when we were asking you, hey, you know. Uh, I did say that. Triple option, yeah, didn't I? Prep for teams, yeah. So I don't really can run a triple <laughs> option. I mean, did you, did you like laugh in the box when they. Uh, I did, the yeah, I, I did. I, I don't know if I was laughing, but I was, you know. <laughs> It's like a lot of scribbling, you know. Like, okay, make this 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 back this back spins this way. This one goes here. This guy's got, you know. So, yeah, that's first games, you know. I'm sorry. No, I don't. You you wonder like, is that the is that going to be their offense now, or is that just was that just, like just for us? You know, I don't know. But um, it's one of the things you get in first games. You never know. You know whether it was related to that or not. Because it was the first game, I'm sure you had questions you wanted to answer about your own team. Did you prove anything to yourself? Yeah, the the um, ah, prove is a strong word, but there there we, we we have a long season, you know, some highly competitive opponents. So, but there are indications that we're moving on the right path when, you know, we gave up uh, one explosive play. You know, which I blamed myself for with the, with the defense, and you know, otherwise we were able to keep the ball in front of us and inside of us, and and um, you know, that's a really good thing. Got time for two more. Far right, Adam King, WBNS. There's been quite a few times in the last five years where kind of the offense has sometimes bailed out the Ohio State defense. Saturday, the defense won the game. Ryan David chuckled that he could be happy to win with defense. Is there a pride in the room to know that, you know, the, the defense stepped up and kind of secured that win? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, I guess, you know, for 20, 24 hours, you know, that's, it's, you know, hey, we did our job. I mean, there's no parade. Nobody's going to have a parade or anything, you know, it's like, hey, you did, you did your job, you know, good job. Now on to the next, but it does build the confidence that we have to have for future opponents. You know, it does. And it does, um, I believe, when you play uh, great defense, it just gives everybody confidence. Whether you're a fan or on the team, you know, you just, you just 
kind of know hey, everything's going to be okay when you when you play great defense. When you have a young quarterback on the other side, how much does that confidence help to know that hey, you throw an interception, if you make a mistake, that's okay. We've got your back. Um, yeah, it's it's just being part of a team. You know, it's just being part of a team. You want to you want to make sure that that uh, your teammates. You want to be a great teammate. That includes me as a coach. We're all part of a team. You just want to make sure that people can count on you. You know no matter what happens anywhere else in the game, that people can count on you. And final questions, front row reg, Tim May on three, Letterman Row, Tim May podcast. Tim May show. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, Coach, you touched on this a minute ago. Uh, the way this defense reacted to, like you said, the triple option, you know, and a little time y'all spent. Does that, in your, in your gut, tell you they're getting it? You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because there's an answer no matter what the team throws at you, there should be an answer to whatever you call it, right? And I'm just, I, I guess, how much, how much does that warm your heart that it, it's coming around? There's no warmth in my heart. It's very, <laughs> very, it's very cold. It's very cold. I, uh, I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's an indicator. It's an indicator, you know, because you're right. When you're sitting up there in the box and you see that, you know, you're like, okay. I know what to do, but I haven't made a legal tackle since 1986. So, I mean, you know, I know what to do, but do they know what to do? You know, and so so it's an indicator that we can handle the uh, controlled chaos that happens during a game. And the other thing, uh, the rotation of the defensive line, especially in the middle of that defensive line, you know, we got the idea Mike Hall was going to see a lot of snaps. I'm, I'm not sure how many he did get on, on Saturday. Maybe 27, yeah. maybe 23. Yeah. But, I mean, did you like that rotation? Loved it. Loved it. Guys stay fresh. You know, guys stay fresh. Um, We're going to have to rush the passer eventually. And when you're when you're taking a lot of shots inside in the run game, you got to stay fresh to be able to rush the passer. So I like it. Great, coach. Thank you very much.